Welcome to the Develop Your Dream podcast, where you can begin your journey to achieving your full potential. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of season two of Develop Your Dream. This podcast focuses on self-development from a Latinx and POC perspective. So today we have an exciting interview. Uh, My good friend that I've actually met up here in Salt Lake City, Utah, her name is Shannon. I'm really excited to share that interview with you. So if you guys haven't already, uh, I just want to make sure we are communicating back and forth throughout this season. I want to hear what you guys think about the content that I'm putting out. And I also just want to hear from you. What, what, Where are you in your self-development journey? What can we learn more about together? Because we're in this journey together. Um, so we can just better improve our lives. You know, the whole point is learning to love yourself and, you know, working to put yourself in the position where you can live a full life. So that's why I'm very passionate about this because when you get to this point, like there's always a journey, right? So the journey along the way is an inspiration to other people. You don't need to be at your ideal destination to inspire somebody. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder about that. Also want to ask for my usual favor. If this content, this podcast is something that you've enjoyed and you think it could help out a friend or family member that you know, I would love if you would pause right now and send them the podcast, send them a screenshot, share the link so they can come on and join us on this journey as well. Okay, so on to today's interview. As I mentioned, our guest today is Shannon Ricks, and she is a therapist that focuses on body image issues and eating disorder issues. Her business is called Modern Eve Mental Health, based here in Salt Lake City. Um, Amazing work that she is doing. I know more, we know more people than we think we do who struggle with one of these issues. So that's I wanted to bring her on as a guest so she can share her expertise and just what she's seeing these days, you know, common trends and things like that. So without further ado, here is today's interview. I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast, Shannon. Happy to be here. So great to have you here. Excited for this conversation. And I know a lot of the listeners will be interested in what you have to say as well. So thanks again. Yeah. So how about we just get started with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you began this journey. Yeah, my name is Shannon Ricks, and I'm a resident of Salt Lake City. I started a business called Modern Eve in response to not only me wanting to go into private practice as a licensed marriage and family therapist, but I noticed that during the pandemic in particular, there was just such a need for eating disorder body image specialists in this area. And so I stepped up to meet kind of that need in creating my private practice. And yeah, it's called Modern Eve, and we're downtown Salt Lake. Yeah, it's really cool. 
And do you do like virtual sessions as well? Yes, virtual and in person. Awesome. Yeah, um, I think it's so awesome that you started that business because I feel like you're so easy to talk to and like so relatable that I feel like you're kind of bridging a gap there. Like the therapists that are out there, like you want to go to someone who looks like you and you know, like someone you can relate to and not someone who's like of an older generation and maybe doesn't understand some of the current struggles. So I think that's really awesome and I commend you for that. Well, thank you. And I and I'll mention to that I felt the same way as like a teenager going to therapy. I hated going to these people who were, you know, in their in their 60s and wearing like dressed up business clothes and I just wanted to talk about boys. So I think <laughs> part of me becoming a therapist was to become one that was like who I needed when I was 17 mm-hmm. and who I'd want to talk to now as someone who's down to earth, relatable, has rips in their jeans, swears, like yeah. that is my kind of gal. And so that's who I try to be. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the pandemic. Going into the pandemic, everybody was either like working out like crazy or eating like crazy or pretending they're working out like crazy, but really eating like crazy. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I feel like everybody talks about like, oh, I gained the COVID-19 or the Mm -hmm. 2020-2020. And some people have just like gone on a massive weight loss journey. So it's like that can be seen as a good thing. Like if you started this fitness journey, we're just home. Home, home workouts became all the rage. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a natural response to feeling out of control. It's something in your life. So we look to things, what can we control? And we can control what we're eating. We control how much we're working out in a time when there was very little control. So it makes sense psychologically why people would turn to those things. Um, But really they're trying to medicate kind of a deeper issue. I I don't know whether I could say for everyone, you know, that it's something I would applaud because I think it's an attempt to meet a deeper need. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that just reminds me of like, you know, you said medicate. So like self-medicating, coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like if I one day am feeling like, man, I really need a drink or man, Mm -hmm. I want to eat an entire pizza. It's like, what is going on in my mind? What is the underlying cause and what's going on emotionally that I'm trying to treat with this numbing because I'm a big number. Sure. So. And that's and that's just humans. Humans yeah. in general, we don't like pain, we don't like discomfort. We are going to do what it takes to get rid of that discomfort, which a lot of times yeah, looks like turning to one of our vices. Right. And then trend-wise, so for the pandemic and your business, obviously you're seeing a spike in like body image issues and things like that, eating disorders. Tell us a little bit about like the trends you're seeing. Yeah, my the trends is that Hospital admissions for eating disorders is up like three times what it used to be, at least um, last summer. And my my guesses are that it's the the isolation piece is is really making people struggle with their mental health. And I think being on so much social media, mm-hmm. the time that we have spent during the pandemic yeah. on that in attempts to connect, in right. attempts to do these things, um, is creating a lot of comparison and body image concerns and not enoughness by just comparing and seeing so many people on social media. Yeah, just doom scrolling forever. And then also we don't really have an end in sight for the pandemic. Like there was a point in the summer where it's like, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Like everything's okay. And it's like, oh wait, Delta. So yeah, so (laughs) obviously it's it's really stressful. So something that I have observed, well actually moving to Salt Lake City, I've seen a lot of people are very, very into aesthetics. Very much Um, so. Yeah, like facial plastic surgery and like all kinds of like body sculpting and stuff like that. Uh, But something I did 
did notice was um, since we were wearing masks all the time, so many people were like really concerned with the top half so of their true. face. So true. Eyebrows, eyelashes, yeah. right? We're like so the thing <laughs> to focus I mean, myself on. included. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, so what are your thoughts on like aesthetic procedures? So like, let's say I wanted to go like get jawbone implants or something mm-hmm. like that. So I, what I believe is that in this environment and in a highly Christianized area, which you moved to, Mm -hmm. women have less power in these type of societies. We are less empowered here in Salt Lake City, Utah than say in like New York City Mm -hmm. as a woman. So beauty procedures are an attempt for us to get power. Wow. This is an attempt for us to be noticed Mm -hmm. because beauty has power. Right? I never thought of it that way. (laughs) A woman is a powerful woman if she looks good and she, yes, speaks well in all of these things and feels good. Now that woman has power in this society. That's really interesting. Yes. So that's what I believe. It's an attempt at that. Uh, Something that a lot of people have been focusing on lately is like body positivity, Mm -hmm. body inclusivity, a lot of brands included. like Totally. Which I'm so stoked about. Honestly, I'm so glad to finally seeing models that are not photoshopped yes go into target and see women that have stretch marks is absolutely refreshing right or like a a disability or something like that you're in a wheelchair or something like that you have a prosthetic so i think that's really cool um but i i wanted to hear a little bit more about how size doesn't really matter when it comes to body image issues and eating Mm -hmm. disorders definitely well i think we can all think of people who are in really small bodies who hate their body and people who are in really large bodies who love their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's truly not a correlation. The correlation I see is people who are focusing a lot of energy on diet and exercise are the people who don't love their bodies mm-hmm. so much as a trend. And this is a general statement, but as a trend, the more you focus on this one certain thing, the more you're going to notice imperfections with it, right? If I was staring at my eyebrows mm-hmm. all day, every day, I am going to start noticing the hairs that are stray and everything. So it's the stuff we you have great eyebrows, focus on, right? I mean, yeah, from this distance. But if you look at it, something yeah. that many hours a day, time right? magnifying yes, mirrors. Yes, those tinted magnifying mirrors, and that's those shouldn't exist. I totally agree. I'm like, no one looks at people this way. No Seriously. one does. So yeah, I think it becomes a little bit of an obsession when we focus so much on it. It's become more of like a big identity point in some people's lives rather than just one of the many parts of your life like exercise physical movement nutrition should be a a slice of the pie and not a good half of your pie right tell me about your clientele so in general i i do see a lot of women um i'm starting to see more men which i think is awesome Mm because i think it's a sign that men are willing to get help for something that's normally not associated with men, which eating right. disorders and body image issues. However, like they are very prevalent in men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm stoked that men are starting to get treatment for it. So I'm, I see a lot of women maybe between like ages 18 and 25 mm-hmm. is maybe where I see most of my folks land. Um, highly perfectionistic, very driven, mm-hmm. really successful amazing women is kind of who I work with like the best of the best I think just cream of the crop right and because they have these obsessions that have made them highly successful that's made them get straight A's that 
their obsession has maybe gone to something image focused, their obsession's gone to a nutrition focused Mm -hmm. and it's become unhealthy and not serving them any longer. A personal question, if you would feel comfortable just talking a little bit about, um, how you have grown as a person from when you were that teenager struggling with eating disorder or body image issues, um, to the person you are now, like, I I think if there's like someone listening right now who's really been struggling with this and has been stuck with it for all these years, like, I feel like if they can identify with you, they can probably see, you know, a way out. Totally. Totally. And, and so as, as a teenager, I was extremely depressed. Like it's depression was like my main thing and, you know, seeking for ways to, to medicate that, but just not knowing how to get rid of depression and thinking there must be something wrong with me. Why am I like this? my life is so together on paper, like very successful, but yet I felt like crap. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think on my journey, especially recovering from depression, self-compassion is such a main, um, a main thing in that, I guess that's helped me Mm -hmm. overcome that. So when I am struggling to not go to a place of shame, to not think like I am a bad person for struggling or I'm an idiot or all of these things that our brains will tell ourselves, Uh, but, but no, like I am human and I'm having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And as much as my capacity for hurt and depression is, as is my, my capacity for happiness and connection and all of these other beautiful things. So I I view emotions as very seasonal or cyclical ebb and flow instead of this permanent state. This is how it's going to be forever. Mm -hmm. Emotions are never forever. Yeah. I mean, you should sit in them when you have them and then just let them go by. Um, it's kind of like a book that I read. I don't remember what it's called right now. I read a book recently (laughs) that mentioned, um, if you don't like let the emotions happen when they surface, you bottle them up Mm -hmm. and then they blow up whenever at random times. So when you have like a random breakdown, you're like, Oh my God, what is wrong with me? That's stuff you haven't processed. That's definitely one theory that I see played out often yeah um the untethered soul that's oh, the book okay yeah i've heard i definitely have heard the, the title even though i have not read it yeah, yeah. add that to my list but i i do agree that when emotions are there to give us a message mm-hmm. and i went through most of my life not heeding to those messages instead been like this is a really annoying emotion mm-hmm. i don't like this emotion i'm right. going to sleep it off i'm going to drink i'm going to go find a boy to flirt with, like Mm -hmm. anything like that to distract from this emotion. Whereas now I'm realizing like, oh, actually like, and there, there might be a place for some of that, but sitting with it and leaning into that emotion, asking that emotion, what is it you need? Right. What's going on for you? And responding with compassion as if it's like your child, Mm -hmm. that emotion is your child and responding that way instead of so critical. Yeah, yeah, I think that contributes a lot to, um, or it touches on your inner voice, inner critics. So I feel like if you don't have a nurturing inner voice, um, that's something that you learn too. It's not something that you just magically have and something that you mentioned, like talking to yourself like you were a child. Like, how do you you talk to a child? Like for me, when I started this like inner critic work, I thought about my nephew and I 
I call him little buddy. So if I, if I have to call myself little buddy, then that's what's going to happen. Yes. Like, I'm not going to, you know, trash talk him ever. So why would you do that to yourself? I'm absolutely. And I think what you said with like, you, it's like a learned skill. Yeah. Because I get that for a lot of listeners, like they've probably really honed in their inner critic. That's mm-hmm. probably very loud, very present. For and a lot of times a lot it's of a people. parental influence, it right? It can be. A it lot totally of people say be. that. Um, yeah. Whether it's almost a parent's voice. Yeah. Um, an, an abusive lover's voice right. could be just your inner perfectionist, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to nurture that kind, loving voice because mm-hmm. the way you speak to yourself, you probably wouldn't speak to your best friend. Exactly. You probably wouldn't speak to your child. Right. Um, so yeah, I think nurturing that voice. Yeah. And, and it is a practice. Like um, daily affirmations mm-hmm. are one thing that really helps me. Just to touch on emotions one more time. Um, I feel like a lot of people think of them as something that is a burden, but really, like you said, it's like your body trying to tell you something. Yes. So just sitting with it, knowing that your emotions are valid, you are allowed to take the time. Like if you need to sit down and have a cry session, like Yes. You're human. Like, celebrate that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, lean into it without judgment, with curiosity. I think that's that word, curiosity. Responding to emotions with curiosity instead of judgment mm-hmm. is a game changer yeah. for people. Um, same with, I mean, because that's how we respond to physical pain. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm having like a cramp in my abdominal. Yeah. I'm not going, gosh, you idiot yeah. stomach. Why are you doing this to me? Right. I mean, I hope not. Um, it's, but it's, oh no, what did I eat? What's yeah. going on? How do I fix it? I'm responding but... with curiosity about that pain because the pain is telling me something. Mm-hmm. It has a message for me. I'm not sure what the message is, mm-hmm. but I'm going to figure it out. Yep. But can you, why don't we respond to our emotions <laughs> the same way we do to our physical like ailments? Yeah. I right? think, um, it's always been like, if you're emotional, you're weak. You know, just one of the toxic things in our culture. When you have a toothache, you're like, oh, no big deal. Like, I'll go get this checked out. If your heart (laughs) aches, oh, what? You're suddenly weak? Wait, what? Like, no sense. (laughs) Would you say, like, um, emotions are tied to, like, intuition? And, like, what are your thoughts on Mm. intuition? Because I feel like along with emotions, intuition, I feel like, gets, like, hidden. And, like, we don't pay attention to that as much either. Sure. I think we, as like, kind of invalidate it mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I think it's fair to be curious about, is this intuition, like, is my intuition onto something? Mm-hmm. Or is this a trauma response? Is oftentimes a conversation mm-hmm. I'll have with my clients. Yeah. So um, perhaps you are really nervous, you're like almost on the verge of having a panic attack to go out and do something social. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, am, am I freaking out because I have social anxiety and I'm nervous of the rejection that I have had by my peers at one point in my life, mm-hmm. or maybe I've been bullied or maybe, and is that popping up because of that? Mm-hmm. Or is this intuition telling me that actually I shouldn't go out tonight because I need to be doing some self care mm-hmm. because what's going on with my friends isn't something I'm so or like my values aren't congruent with. Right. It's hard to know. Yeah. Is this trauma or is this intuition? And I think it is fair to question that, but also you're like, you know what? I don't know, but this just feels peaceful to me. Right. Follow it. Your gut's just not wrong. Yeah. And trauma, trauma is so fun, but I feel like even though you haven't, like if you haven't like fully processed trauma, having awareness that you have certain traumas can make you aware of like, oh, there are certain trauma responses that I'm probably having. So I just need to allow myself that. Totally. And 
and again, being compassionate about that, be mm-hmm. like, look, I wasn't in con- control of this trauma response. I didn't choose to be like, I want to have trauma, right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> we have responses to it. And maybe it's not even like a full out trauma for some people, but mm-hmm. again, a negative experience right. that they once had socially yeah. or that they once had. And it kind of stays in your body and in your gut. Yeah. So if you could give like one final piece of advice, um, you know, on working on something like these are very complicated issues. Like, Definitely. You know, Deep seated. Yes. Body time, image yeah. eating disorders. Um, but if you could kind of give the listeners a couple of tips yeah. to, you know, accelerate or begin this journey for yeah. them, what would that be? Um, uh, I mean, this is not a popular opinion, but I think no one should own a scale. That mm-hmm. is a belief that I have. Um, yeah, and I hear so many defenses against why someone feels they need to know yeah. this number. But really, the number is so irrelevant. This is our gravitational pull mm-hmm. upon the earth. It is not a representation of our health. Mm-hmm. If you want representations of your health, you go to your doctor and you get certain labs that indicate certain things. But your weight is not an indicator of your health and you don't need to be reminded of this number every day, every week, however often people are weighing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is a, a big one doing that and staying away from numbers. I think just being cautious of numbers in general, being cautious of getting your value from how many steps you take in a day, how many reps you do in the gym, how many calories you're eating or not eating. What size jeans you fit What in. size jeans? <laughs> the numbers are can be dangerous. Yeah. They are metrics that are pretty irrelevant in the grand scheme of life, but they become a way that we feel kind of in control or this is a way to control if I can count, Mm -hmm. if I can make a Mm -hmm. metric out of this. So I'd say just be cautious. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all numbers are bad, but like being cautious of your relationship to numbers. Yeah. And I think there's like a fine line between like knowing what the number is and obsessing over the number, like calories, calories burned, like how much you weigh, all those things. Yeah. yeah, and just kind of yeah, asking yourself, like, why Why do I feel like I need to know this number? Why is this number important to yeah. me? Um, and getting curious about those things about yourself. Awesome. So last question that I ask all my guests is, what does self-development mean to you? Mm. Self-development means that you are, like, it's a long-term journey to become the best self you know you can be. I think it's just a constant movement forward, a constant like journey, having your eyes open mm-hmm. to the possibilities of, oh, this, how could this add to my life? And I just, I love self-development. Let's be yes. I'm passionate about developing myself personally, professionally. Life is a journey and I'm here for it. I'm here to learn. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's definitely constant, lifelong um it's not just like oh I'm taking these two years to develop myself like (laughs) right I think yeah being open to that constant journey really shows how open-minded you are you don't have a fixed mindset so and you're right I mean the whole fixed mindset versus like what's the other flexible mindset or growth mindset growth mindset that's the one one. having a growth mindset both our brains are like getting the words out we're good we're We're working together here (laughs) Okay, Shannon, so you have an amazing TikTok presence. You are an actor. You are all kinds of talented. So tell the listeners where we can find you online. Yeah, so on TikTok, it's shan.ricks. And I do a lot of content around body image and eating disorder stuff. So if that's your jam, follow me there. Um, Our Instagram is modern.eve.inc. 
Um, Modern Eve is the name of my private practice that has eating disorder therapists and dietitians working for us. And um, moderneve.org is our website where you can schedule a free 10 minute consult with one of our professionals if this is some an area that you do want to work on in your self-development journey. Yeah, we're here for it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Anna. this is great. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so how amazing was that interview? I really recommend y'all check out her Instagram and her TikTok. Just so much education, maybe things that we weren't aware of that, you know, maybe affect our, you know, self-esteem or how we feel when we look in the mirror, um, how we talk about ourselves and, you know, what our inner dialogue sounds like. And of course, if this is something that you are aware you struggle with and would like a deeper dive, go on over and schedule a consult with Shannon or one of her specialists. Once again, remember to please share this episode if it was helpful to you and if you think it would be helpful to someone else. If you do share it on social media, feel free to tag me on Instagram at develop your dream podcast so I can reshare. And remember, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. So thanks so much again for joining me. Stay tuned for the next episode. We'll be continuing our pattern of guest episode, solo episode. So you'll get podcasts of different lengths depending on like how long your drive is or how long this break is that you're like cleaning around the house. So feel free to check that out. Stay subscribed and I will be chatting with y'all. So I'll see you on the next episode of Develop Your Dream.